0: Welcome to Whatever Wednesday. Well, it's Wednesday, it's Whatever Wednesday, and uh, it's just me, it's Andre, it's not Mike. Mike is taking a break, he's in the States, and uh, has asked me to man the fort while he's gone. This is a very dangerous situation to be in. It's whatever Wednesday, I'm all by myself, and I feel a little bit like I should be getting up to some sort of little brother kind of mischief. So, um, I am seriously considering, just despite my brother's warnings, putting on my own little intro tune. And just seeing how that goes. I know he wouldn't give it a chance. He wouldn't let the public decide. I feel like it's your right to know the alternative intro music so that you can decide. I'm just a man of the people. That's really what this is all about. That's my main motivation here. Um, So it's whatever Wednesday. I'm going to be running. uh, As you know, I've been, uh, been doing this myself for the week. It's starting to get lonely. starting to get a bit weird. But Mike does this all the time and has managed to say somewhat within the realm of sanity. So, uh, it is Whatever Wednesday, and let's talk about something whatever-ish. And uh, I don't know um, if you've ever seen a show called Sons of Anarchy. It's a bit brutal in some places. There's some fast-forward button scenes. And uh, other than that, though, the storyline seems pretty good. I like Harleys. Uh, and so, it's... It's interesting to watch, um, but uh, that may not be your thing, whatever, it's not really important, but I've, it got me thinking, and here's what got me thinking about it, because basically this, this motorbike club um, really operates a bit like, in some ways, like a church. Uh, what I mean is that they regard each other as a family, even though they're not blood family, they regard each other as family. They're devoted to each other and they have a common uh, mission together in the sense that they um, sell guns. They even have something which they call church, which I'm not entirely sure what that is, but I think I think it's when they kind of gather around this big redwood table together and discuss meetings. And so... Um, yeah. I don't know what that is. I mean, it's not, it's not a very godly scenario, to be honest. They're engaged in all kinds of criminal activities, and, um, and it's kind of like an anti-church in, in that sense. Um, but I remember somebody once said something to me that I've never quite been able to shake, and that's that they got a greater sense of camaraderie, you know, a greater sense of, of being part of something, when they were part of a football team than them when they were part of a church. like They've never been able to replicate the same sense of brotherhood or camaraderie or, uh, or whatever you want to call it that they had in the football team, and it's really hard to replicate that in a church setting. And as I've been watching the Sons of Anarchy... Uh, thing and seeing the kind of brotherhood that goes on there, the kind of family atmosphere, taking care of their own, getting on with business, devoted to each other, having fun together. Um, I couldn't help but wonder if actually, in a sense, that is a subversion of what church is supposed to be doing better than that, but we don't do it better than that. Um, I'm having the same thing as well because I'm involved in a judo club and um i like doing judo i like turning up on a monday night or whatever it is doing my thing and then going home Uh, but for lots of the guys there it's much more than that actually they are involved in some of the projects and get together after drink after judo for drinks and uh, so on so forth and there's all kinds of activities, like going to the, the f- various festivals and representing the club and all that kind of thing. There's a, there's a whole life, judo club kind of life that takes place that I don't really participate in because I don't have time. But, um, but it did remind me that actually people all over the place are looking for the kind of fellowship of, of like a fellowship of the ring. Except, except not. They're looking for the kind of camaraderie, the brotherhood, the family thing that church is meant to provide for people. Um, but church very often doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel like the close brotherhood, the close camaraderie. Sometimes it does. I don't want I'm, I'm not knocking, uh, knocking church at all. Church is very, very important. Church is whether whether it feels like it or not. Whether it operates. Perfectly or not, church is the centerpiece of God's plan. It's the display of His glory. And so, you know, regardless of whether the church does it well or not, we should be invested in the church. But it's exactly for that reason that we should start to ask the questions about why it is that we're not doing it well. Um, Another, just another case study of this. So, I mean, we've looked at the case study of the Sons of Anarchy and the Biker Gang kind of thing. Um, We've looked at the case study of sports clubs. Uh, a last case study of this, I think, would be, I used to be part of the Presbyterian Church back in the day, and um, it was sort of widely known that in the Presbyterian Church, there was a large overlap with Freemasonry. Many of the members of the Presbyterian Church were asking for mason funer- funerals. Um, and so, uh, it was a bit of a problem, and people had various positions on it, and people viewed the Masonic Lodge in, in different ways. But the point is, having had a conversation with one of these people, um, and asking them why they do it, the, the sense was the brotherhood. It's just, there was no, they've never seen anything close to the kind of brotherhood you get in a Masonic Lodge, in the Freemasons. Uh, They've never seen anything like that in their church before. Church just simply didn't offer it, and so they found it there. Um, and this has always perplexed me. I, I think um, I think it's it's difficult to understand why, when we are doing something as intimate, something as glorious as the as the whole Christian life, why is it that we don't connect? deeply and profoundly to each other. Again, sometimes we do, and I'm sure many of you would and have had experiences like that. I certainly have had in the past. Uh, If I'm honest, I'm not so sure I have it now um, in my own local church, and there's various reasons for that. So I think the one thing is that when you are uniting around Judo or you're uniting around Harley Davidsons or or um, I don't know what Freemasons get up to, so I'm going to leave that one out of the example for now. But the trouble with those things is they're all united around a common interest, right? They are homogenous units. So they're people who are all roughly the same age, same life experience, same interests. Um, you don't you don't get people of different races in motorbike gangs. Uh, so much. And the thing is all about the interest. So it may just be that in church circles, though we are united by a common interest as well, um, we are united from much more, uh, a much more broad set of life experiences. Um, so, you know, you have a lady in her 80s who's widowed and you have a young married couple and you have a teenager and you have someone... Um, 35 at the peak of their career or something like that. And you've got to mix all these people together and uh, unite them around this this common interest. And generally speaking, um, everybody at the football club or the judo club or the the biker club or whatever are of the same sort of age group um, and the same sort of life experience, same sort of demographic bracket. And so it, I think a bit a bit easier in the sense for people to get along like that. The challenge of church is not just to create a biker church or a cowboy church or a black church or a white church or a young church or an old church, but to create a church that genuinely reflects the gospel insofar as it's uniting people from every tribe and tongue and every stage of life and every socioeconomic bracket and bringing them all together under the banner of the gospel. And that's not always easy to do. That is a challenge. And we need to get over ourselves a bit and uh, unite around that. So why do people, if we do have this common interest though, why can we not unite? And and I think this is really the uh, the big point of concern for me, is that in theory, doesn't matter what sort of background you come from or your stage of life or your culture, you should be able to unite around Christ. But that raises another very important question. Now, how much does Christ actually occupy our thinking and our speaking even even on a Lord's Day? You know, even when we gather together for church on a Sunday. I mean, you get together, we do the service, we have the little formal hour, hour and a half, whatever it is. But then what happens then? Uh, when we're having tea and coffee together, does the conversation continue? Do we talk about Christ or we just start to talk about our lives? And maybe that's where things break down. Maybe that's where it gets more difficult. Not, uh, obviously, that I'm trying to imply that you shouldn't be asking people how they're doing or how their week was because I think that's part of how we minister to to each other. We understand what's going on in each other's lives and we try and connect it to each other. Um, And so I think it's perfectly appropriate on a Sunday morning to say, hey, how was your week? How are you doing? Because that's what we're trying to do. However, if that's all that it is, if it's only about the weather, about your week, about the birthday, about the hard day at work, and it never gets on to talking about it, about Christ or about the things of faith, about the gospel, about the church, uh, that's very difficult. Um, and so I wonder, the other thing, uh, just briefly, I'm going to wrap this up, but another thing for you considering, why is it that we don't always have close fellowship, close intimate fellowship with each other? Um, is because I think we 're afraid to be as we truly are that 's the one thing about football clubs and and whatever is you go there for judo, but there is no expectation outside of that as to how you ought to live whereas obviously in churches, we do have an expectation of what you do Monday to Saturday. We do care about that um so you know when i 'm sitting there talking to someone from judo and they 're talking about how they had a heavy weekend and they drank so much they couldn 't remember what happened the night before or something like that, then, um, you know, nobody there has any cause for judgment. Um, But in a church, we would do. We would have cause for concern, maybe not judgment, but we'd have cause for concern. And so um, that's another factor. And that factor does mean that sometimes it's a lot easier to buy into the temptation or to, to give into the temptation rather to uh, play church, to pretend, to, to put forward an image of ourselves that we think other people would accept or respect, and rather than simply be ourselves. Um, and I think that uh, that's important because obviously if there are big problems, we do want our brothers to know about it so that they can help us. But also, I think, um, particularly within evangelical circles, we're just too uppity about things that don't matter. Um so, uh, in lots of evangelical circles in the UK, you could not share with any sort of enthusiasm your experience of um, of a nice brew that you would try it out for the first time. It would just be met with a lot of suspicion. Um, even if you do that kind of thing, you don't. You certainly don't brag about it. And if you brag about it, you certainly don't do it at church. And so. There is a disconnect, I think, sometimes between real life and church life and that disconnect is caused by a false set of values sometimes, but also sometimes just by a genuine fear of opening up to others. So here's my whatever Wednesday thought, Uh, let's try and not uh, let the blessing of close camaraderie, fellowship of walking together in unity, um, be a thing that we don't strive to, to attain. We want to have that. We don't want to concede that ground to sports clubs and other clubs and other societies, especially if Christians are lonely or if they are yearning for fellowship and friendship. They should be able to find it in the church. And that means we have to put ourselves out there, we have to be open, we need to be vulnerable, we need to be honest, we need to call on people when we need them. We need all of this kind of thing to be truly immersed in the life of a church. No wonder people find it stale. If you're only going to hold back, uh, you're like a surfer who just stands on the beach and watches, eventually you're going to lose interest. Um, to be truly benefiting from the life of a church, you have to put yourself in there. and then. The, and hopefully as we do that others will follow suit and that close sense of fellowship walking together intimately in brotherhood that hopefully that will come and obviously not being meaning to be gender exclusive here by brotherhood I mean brotherhood sisterhood brother and sisterhood whatever it is um okay cool that's all from me today I have no idea how long this thing has been going on for but 14 minutes I do know it's been 14 minutes that's All from me today, signing out for Whatever Wednesday.